Okay, hold on a second, Keisha. Just let me ask Ronald exactly what's going on because it takes two to tango and I need to hear his side of the story. So she's driving me insane, got stress heavy on my brain. She keeps playing silly games, man, I'm about to bring the pain. We seem to fuss and fight every day and every night. Please give some advice so we can see. journey is one of the hardest things for a human to come to terms with. Its eternal nature allows it to seem reckless, constantly testing the limits of its own longitude and latitude, stretching the boundaries of its being, and seeking out the experiences that will launch it into lower depths and greater heights. Its most impactful interactions are played out through soul contracts. So today I'm going to be explaining what a soul contract is, the different kinds of soul contracts we make, and at the end of this video, I will tell you how you know a soul contract has ended. Soul contracts are agreements that we made with other souls before and during this physical incarnation in order to provoke us in some way into higher states of consciousness. No matter how small or large of a role the agreement plays in our lives, soul contracts ultimately all have the same purpose and end goal, which is to liberate the being from the karmic wheel. Soul contracts all have this specific purpose built into them even if they don't look like they do at face value. However, the face value of these agreements are still very important. They are the yarn with which we weave the plot of our life's tapestry with. There are soul contracts we make with others that are intentionally ill-fated, and some that are a source of constant and ongoing support along our journey. Some contracts are made to trigger us into awakening. Some escort us into a deeper level of self-love and acceptance. Some even violate our boundaries to such an extent that we have no choice but to stand up for ourselves in a manner that is unfamiliar and foreign. There are countless ways we engage with others through these contracts. Whatever the dynamic may be, they are all meant to elevate a being's consciousness so as to transcend the cycle of unconscious suffering known as the karmic wheel. Not every person is fully stuck on the karmic wheel. It's possible for a being to have aspects of themselves entrenched in karma and aspects of themselves completely off of the wheel. Soul contracts are how we close this gap between those two states. If you'd like to know more specifically about the karmic wheel and its connection to ascension, let me know in the comments and I'll make a video explaining this concept in depth. We won't ever know the exact terms and conditions for every single soul contract we have, and nor do we need to. And yet, it's not very hard to tell how many of these contracts has played their part in our own journey. And if a soul contract... Ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? The voice of reason has returned. With another slapper. Listen. Uh, you're not going to find anybody. Uh... In the space that I'm in, who's going to take the approach that I take? Uh, number one, I'm going to expose, you know, 
a great deal. I'm not going to expose all, but I'm going to expose a great deal of how I came to the understanding that I have currently. Now, the understanding that I have currently is not complete. I'm still learning. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. Um, and the reason why it is important that I curate these types of conversations is because I want to wake people up. And sometimes if waking people up requires me, uh, you know, putting myself out there to a certain degree, then, you know, I'm going to have to do it. Uh, You've heard me say on hundreds of shows at this point, hundreds of shows, you've heard me say, whip, work in progress. Or you've heard me mention that to error is human, right? To error is human, to forgive is divine. You've heard me say this a lot. The nature of human conditions, I mean, the human condition is flawed. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we get sidetracked and blindsided when the people we look up to or the people we think got it figured out or the people we think has some level of wisdom that is above our own, when their humanity pops out, right? Oh, he's a fraud. He's this and that. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, I want to lead with my weaknesses. And I want to share as much as I can Uh, without giving you my social security number, I want to share as much as I can about my own flaws. Now, because I may truncate or edit out some things in the protection of others, it doesn't mean uh, that, you know, I'm lying or I'm not telling the truth. So, We had to do this show tonight to follow up from yesterday's show, which was a powerful show. I wanted to put myself out there to show brothers in particular. Because I know a lot of brothers. I talked to so many people today. I got so many messages and thank you for the well wishes. And I got so many messages. So many brothers listened to the show and was like, yo, bro. Do you know how many brothers have been in the situation that you described yesterday? And so for me, that was the purpose. Can we take a fallen moment in my life and use it as an escalator for others? Uh, Not everybody's going to like my approach. Not everybody's going to appreciate what I'm doing. Uh, but my heart is in the right place. My heart is in the right place. I want to be a better man. I want to be a better person. I want to achieve all that this life 
has to offer. I want to be happy. I want to be in love. I want to be loved. I want to share love. And I want to do it as a human being. I don't want to do it as a gender role. I don't want to do it just because somebody says I'm supposed to. I want to do it because it is in alignment with the truth of me and it is in alignment with the truth of whoever she is. So with tonight's topic, we're going to keep plugging away at these heavy concepts. The clip you heard was talking about something. The church talks about it, too. They call it soul ties, relational contracts. And it's very interesting, right? Relational dope dependency, a deeper look into the hidden contracts of relationships. Now, if we're talking to the metaphysician, the spiritualist, these contracts took place and were agreed to and signed, sealed, delivered before we even got here. So this is why when you speak to most spiritualists, they will say we're in a state of spiritual amnesia. Like you don't even remember the fullness of your life. You don't remember that you chose your parents. You don't remember that you chose these experiences relationally because you wanted to grow and expand within the one source of all that is. Here's a here's a cold piece. Because it puts you in somewhat of a conundrum. Can God learn? And some people will say, no, God can't learn. God is the all knowing. Well, if you say God can't do something, you put a limit on it, on it, right? You say God is incapable of learning, then would his knowledge then be defined as finite? Because do you understand what I'm saying? So you, as a drop in the cosmic ocean of God, according to this belief system of relationship contracts and soul contracts and soul ties, you chose dismissive avoidance, anxious preoccupied. You chose narcissistic traits. You chose, why? Well, before you forgot, You chose it so you could understand it, but not only understand it, resolve it, overcome it, right? Transcend it. You chose alcoholism. You chose whatever your vice might be. You chose that because you understood Before you lived it, you had the agency to overcome it while living it. Soul contracts. Right? Right? This is heavy. 
So here we are in relationships and we are signing or we are participating in deals and agreements, right? That we have forgotten we made. What causes someone to develop a relational dope dependency, addiction? What do you mean relational dope? Well, we're uh, uh, we are addicted to the known. We are addicted to what we modeled. We are addicted to our upbringing. We are addicted to many things. We're addicted to our attachment styles. We are addicted to the attachment styles that are compatible to our own. So let me read the question again. What causes someone to develop a relational dope addiction? I'm addicted to codependency. I'm addicted to drama. I'm addicted to trauma. This is what a trauma bond might be. What is a soul contract in a relationship? What are spiritual contracts? What are soul tribes? What triggers provoke someone to operate under covert means while in a relationship? How long do soul contracts last? What does a person's addictive nature result in their agreeance to an unspoken relational contract? Oh, this is heavy. What does relational dope dependency met or how does relational dope dependency manifest in relationships according to Ross Rosenberg's work? Can spiritual contracts in relationship be seen as a form of enabling relational addiction? Ooh, 1-800-920-1580. I got to read that one again. That was fire. Can spiritual contracts in relationships be seen as a form of enabling relational addiction? In what ways do hidden spiritual contracts influence the dynamics of relational dope dependency? How does Ross Rosenberg's concept of the human magnet syndrome relate to the hidden spiritual contracts in relationships? It was my fault, but you called me in. It was my fault, but you you agreed to stay. It was my fault. Right. I take full responsibility for my mistakes. But your spirit asked for this experience. Oh, Lord, when we come forward, the voice of reason, go keep this fire lit. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Here are five signs you have a soul contract with someone. Number one, you seem to have an unexplainable connection to that specific person. You both seem to understand each other even though you may be complete opposites or have only just known each other for a short while. Number two, they help you heal or become aware of your wounds. The relationship helps you see the light in your past traumas and karmic debts. 
Number 3, they challenge you to become the best version of yourself. You know deep down, they have made you a better person. Number 4, they enter into your life at the perfect time. There is no such thing as chance or coincidence, when you meet it's synchronistic and in divine timing. They have come into your life for your current leg of the journey for a reason. And finally, number five, they teach you important life lessons which are required for your soul's expansion. Man, oh man, a Shevitz, is it true? I believe it to be true. I think it aligns with the principle, uh, uh, the scientific principle, of course, uh, that we call uh, uh, fine-tuning, right? And cosmology, when they talk about how the universe is so finely tuned that if any of the, you know, 16, 20 or whatever, 100 and so uh, constants were off, universal constants, uh, if any one of those universal constants were off by, you know, a, a gnat's fart, <laughs> right, that life couldn't have developed, fine-tuning, uh, scientists, uh, they they don't want to say, you know, God. They might say intelligent design, intelligent designer. They don't want to say God. But they know there's no way this randomly lined up like this, right? So with that fact, and I always say, if it's happening at the subatomic level, if it's happened, which is considered the micro, right? That's the smallest level. That's the level uh, even Jesus was talking about with the with the strength of a mustard seed, right? You can move mountains, right? That, at the smallest level, that's called the micro. At the smallest level, that's where the most power is. At the at the macro level, uh, that's Einsteinian, right? That's Newton and Einstein, right? They deal with gravity and big things. So what I'm trying to say is, if it's happening in nature, science, physics, cosmology, this is natural. If it's happening in nature, how is it not happening in your relationship? So if things are fine-tuned and things are supposed to happen the way they happen, how do you hold a grudge against somebody and ghost them because something negative happened? Right? If we are part of the eternal source of all that is, i.e. God, whatever word, name you want to use, if we are an extension of that, and how could we not be because there's no demarcation line that separates God from man. Many people think that God and man are separate. But how is that possible? Because where there is space between God, does God fill the space? Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you keep putting limits on the unlimited. So, so again, no accidents in the universe. Things are divinely tuned. For your ultimate higher good. Now it ain't going to always feel good. It's not going to always feel right. You, you, you might not like it. You might think it's out of alignment with you. But how did it come into your space? When we come forward. The voice of reason shall continue to keep cooking. Actually we can choose really the people. 
that we love the most in the soul world are a lot of times the ones that will play those roles because of the consequences that can occur uh, energetically, you know, because it, it ends up a lot of times you can incur, uh, I, I'll call it energetic karma in a way that, that you have to, you have to uh, reorient yourself uh, in another life, you know, so, so those, so those things can happen, but there's no like a uh, place where bad people go. Okay. Like, okay, you're going to get punished and go sent to hell. No, that, there's, there's none of that. Cause there are some times that all of us, all of us play the good guy, the bad guy all the time. We do that. Okay. And life that we incarnate with. Mm, that was deep. The brother was cooking. Listen, this is the VOR live on KBLA Talk 1580. And I just got to hip you all to something real quick. KBLA Talk 1580 has released groundbreaking results from a survey about environmental issues and the impacts of pollution and climate change on our community. The poll provides unique insights into black voter sentiment and preferences on key environmental and social justice issues. The results highlight, uh, I'm sorry, the results highlight that there is a direct connection between environmental justice, social justice, and civil rights. Equally important, respondents overwhelmingly believe that pollution, climate change, and other forms of environmental harm impact black, Latino, and low-income communities more than white, Asian, wealthy, and coastal communities. Uh, To learn more about this new survey, our new survey, and historic year-long climate justice campaign, simply go to KBLA 1580 website right now. At KBLA Talk 1580, we care about the community. We care about the climate. Now, before I get to the phone callers, callers, uh, hold on two minutes. My intern is in the building. And she said this is her lane. She has some wisdom to impart on us about soul contracts. You hip to this Arabia? Tell me about it. Well, um, let's just say lessons don't discriminate. And we do sign up for these, but we didn't ask for them. That's a big difference. We didn't ask for Nobody asked. But when we come into this world, you know, God is, in my belief, it's only one God. The, the two planets did not come together and make heartbeats. But as a lot of, and I'm going to say something that a lot of people might not agree with, but it is very true. If you ever heard about the secret, a lot of these is Buddhist philosophy. And so the reincarnation is very real. You don't, you don't just go in the dirt and die and go up to heaven. If you don't pass the test, you will be here again. And so with that being said, it's not that we signed up for it. It just means that we didn't learn a lesson. So learn a lesson this lifetime with mm. all these resources with Zoe, the YouTube, discernment. Go to, you know, I grew up Buddhist. I grew up Muslim and Christian. Mm-hmm. And what God, God told me, I'm in everything. But there's also three parts of it, like the Trinity. Um, it's human will. It's the spirit. And it's God. It's laws of the universe. Mm-hmm. So God can step in. And then human wills can step in. But if the universe is not in alignment, it won't work. It's three parts of this. So God is very, 
very graceful. Mm. And I believe God, um, and I, I've never said this on air, but I think when he didn't, um, when he didn't talk to the female, the lady version of him, which was Gaia, that's when the Ice Age came. Mm. And the dinosaurs came. Mm. You know, and he had to wipe all that clear. And then mommy came and said, um, baby, we need our babies to be a little bit littler. And they need to have human emotions. Mm. And, and, and a masculine f- don't understand that. They come in and control. If you know about Jesus, they come in to conquer. And so the fact that you la- laid your soul bare yesterday, you know, um, was phenomenal. What you did, like the karma you cleaned up. The fact that you were bold enough to say not only to the world, but to yourself and to the universe, we got the message. Mm. The I lessons we learn. So I hope that I love y'all. Arabia, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. We got callers on the line. They want to talk too. Do you guys believe in soul contracts? What are your thoughts? Who's been on the longest? Oh, you already know. Sean from Hawaii. Sean, get in here. <laughs> Brother Arabia dropped the mic. That was beautiful. That was, I, I love, I mean, just flowed like water. It was beautiful, man. And so my thing about soul contracts, right? Because I've been married a long time and all that. Call it whatever you want to call it. Whatever you have an agreement emotionally with whomever, your partner that you want to be with, keep it simple. And our particular situation when we were really young it was basically like look you can go out there and do whatever the hell you want just don't have any sexual or or any kind of that stuff going on right where you might end up you know falling in love with someone and if you do fall in love with someone tell me right away don't go cheating on me tell me you know it's communication like so far, that hasn't happened with either one of us, but at least you keep it open. Make sure to communicate with me what's going on with you. But the, the, the contract should be very simple. I respect you and go out there, and I also, you know, you call it trust or acceptance, like you've said before. Whatever you want to call it, uh, Brother Zoda, whatever it is, you know, allow whomever to go out and do whatever the hell they want. And you're, you're sitting at home like, or wherever you're doing, chilling. You're not worried about nothing. Don't be jealous. Jealous is the evil. That's the evil. Jealous is evil. That means you already think that the person you're with is going to do something. So if that's the case, either repair it by working through communication, or you got to get that negative out of your life. Negative coming into your life is going to do nothing but promote negative. Don't fight against negative. It ain't going to ever stop Mm -hmm. unless you put it down in the way that, look, this is not how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. You don't want to live your life this way. Let's bring the positive together. It's not Pollyanna positive either. You have to deal with problems, solve problems. But you can't just bring the negative all the time. Man, I agree. I agree. Sean, guess what you just did? Brother, I'm bringing all the Hawaiian islands into the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The VOR is on complete fire when I come forward. We got Atlanta, Georgia, and we got South Central Los Angeles. Let's get it. 
Is it good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. As long as I've been by myself, that's one of them records, man, that it makes you... It makes your relationship feel better when that song is on and you can grab your girl by the waist and pull her close to you. I mean, damn. That 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 kind of hurt just listening to it, man. My bad, Zoe. I apologize. It's all good, but your playlist is killing right now. Lord have mercy. Let You know, oh, man, that just took me somewhere, man. Dang. All right, let me do it. Let me get these callers in here. Let's let's get them in here. Come on, come on. Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia. Get in here. Peace, man. What's up, Wiz? What's up, good brother? How are you, man? Grateful. I'm glad to hear your voice. I can hear the smile in your heart right now. That's why I appreciate you sharing it with the world, man. Man, thank you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> so, yeah. let me just go ahead and say it. Go ahead. All rights reserved. Mm. You got a contract. You're putting your name on something. You better reserve your own right to change right. your mind or to make a decision. <laughs> all rights reserved on all that. Oh, First and foremost, especially when the feminine bodies get demagnetic. Like, you're in my perimeter and you feel feminine. Like, I think karma is bad for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's wild to try to feel through. Um, part of me, again, especially thinking along the lines of experiment with screenplays, mm-hmm. learning the structure behind all of that, it's like, all right, babe, what would be a good plot for my character? Mm-hmm. What if one of my soulmates is actually an inner demon that I'm no longer the subject to? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go love the, I'm going to love myself every time she come through it for real. Mm. She ain't with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all rights reserved. Mm. It's a whole nother thing if, whether it's marriage contracts or business or how we do it, like, I think it's common knowledge in that breath. With anyone that got the nerd to talk about they got bills, mm-hmm. it's on you to say what you're going to put your name on. It's on you to have integrity. It's on you to have some respect. So I pray that because of the way that I found a groove of gratitude to rest within, like I pray that I'm able to maintain the same type of smile, knowing that God preordained me, even in the fashion to select this sort of rhythm, this sort of ride, this type of view right here. I wish Mel Ray would say something out here in these undiscovered waters. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> hey bro i appreciate you man guess what you just did all right brother we appreciate you relationship serves as the cornerstone of human connection providing a platform for intimacy growth and mutual understanding however beneath the surface lies a complex web of dynamics that shape our interactions and influence our behaviors In the realm of intimate relationships, the concept of relational dope dependency emerges as a profound exploration into the hidden spiritual contracts that underpin our connections with others. On tonight's topic, on this show, 
we're going to delve into the intricacies of relational dope dependency, drawing inspiration from thought-provoking questions and the insights of renowned therapist Ross Rosenberg. Now, at the core of relational dope dependency lies the question of what drives individuals to develop an addiction to the dynamics of relationships. How do we get attached and locked in and and bonded with somebody that may not be good for us, right? Uh, Just as substance abuse can create a dependency uh, on external stimuli, relational dope addiction stems from a deeper yearning for validation, connection, and fulfillment through interpersonal dynamics. The allure of relational highs and lows can become intoxicating leading individuals to seek out these experiences as a means of self-soothing and validation. Central to the exploration of hidden spiritual contracts in relationships is the concept of soul contracts. These ethereal agreements forged at a spiritual level dictate the nature of our connections with others and the lessons we are meant to learn through these relationships. Spiritual contracts transcend the physical realm, guiding our interactions and shaping the dynamics of our partnerships. Delving into the depths of these contracts unveils the intertwined nature of our souls and the intricate dance of connection and growth that unfolds within the classroom known as relationships. Heavy stuff tonight, man. Heavy stuff. Are you married to a soul contract? Ooh-wee. Woo! Here we go. We got J.W., from South Central Los Angeles, J.W. Hey, my brother, how you doing? I'm alive and well, brother. How are you? I mean, I'm blessed, highly favored, in spite of me, myself, and I. How about it, human being? What up, human? Oh, that part right there, human being. Right, right, and right. And this is the vision. And, okay, now, let me... Uh, teach you a little something right there. I only oh, learn from you because, first of all, when you told me, I think it was pre-pandemic, you said, when I brought your attention, I was in heaven. And I chose my family and I came to earth knowing what I was going to be a part of. So the young lady, I agree with everything she stated, but she said you don't choose. I believe I did choose or if not, well, I think, no, she couldn't have made another word. Uh, it could have been choose or... Well, I believe it was choose. But anyway, I, I made a conscious choice or... There was another word that's associated with that where I knew what I was doing. Because that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a particular uh, group I was going to be with, a family or purpose I was concerned. So... I'll push back against whatever that word was. So I lost the train of thought on what that particular word she was. I don't think it was choice. It could have been another word, but that was my option that I preferred or my preference. So I, I just framed it like that. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned that to me and I only shared it with a few other people my whole life, 
and I'm 68 as of the 4th of February. Oh, that's when I started listening to you. Thank you, my brother. That's when I started listening to you uh, as consistent as I can, which might happen to be every other week because I'm multitasked on business. Mm-hmm. But I love your information and your knowledge. Now, back to the soul ties. Yes, I believe in it. Yes, I believe in the grand architect of the universe. And I believe you are referring to metaphysics mm-hmm. without saying the word meta- metaphysics mm-hmm. in terms of how things are interconnected. And we're like atoms. I mean, I believe you made that comment about uh, macro. Mm-hmm. No, macro's large, and the other ones are what? Micro? Micro. Micro has the microscopic. Okay, so we are part of the atoms of space, right? And it moves through our body. It moves through our being. This is why when I heard the other show, I was able to identify with it because I heard something similar to it once before and some other teachings, which was we all connected, and you have your... Uh, your uh, universal history. Uh, so, J.W., J.W., just hold tight. I'm going to carry you forward. When I come forward, J.W., I want you to wrap up your final thought, all right? Yes, sir. I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. If your relationship is in trouble, I'm the dude to call. Has your soulmate become your cellmate? Does black love still exist? What are your bedroom turnoffs? Fantasies and fetishes. Financial infidelity. I'm dating a fat person. Are they worth the wait? Trust me, this is going to be crazy. How about the heavy stuff? The child wasn't his, and he still had to pay child support. It's a very heated topic. I was that right. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. I just have so many questions I want to ask you. I'm like the kiss. Is there something wrong with that? Damn. <laughs> he told me he had a vasectomy. I'm pregnant. Betrayal has been committed. Hit you with a bad routine. How does he maintain his hump He likes it when it pinches my nip. Why can't you open up, brother? I'm a karate man. Karate man rules on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. Yeah. How do you write women so well? So William. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. Everybody comes into this world with a contract. So think of it like this, a legal contract here on on planet Earth, you go to the lawyer, you write it up, you sign it, review it, and there it is. It holds the terms to an agreement that you've made. Same is true with a soul contract. Think of it like this, you sit before a group of elders ascended masters, guides, ancestors, angels, whoever your team is composed of, and you base this new contract for this incarnation based on past lifetimes. You've done this, check, you've done that, well, you missed this and you didn't quite get that, and so it gets written in to the soul's contract. Now, when we come in, the human has Basically, no recollection of the soul contract. Now, up until about the age two, two and a half, maybe three, the human travels back and forth. And the human understands, but can't articulate, because there's no speech at that age. They go back and forth, and they know how to stay connected. It's our natural nature and very familiar and very comfortable. So in the first couple of years of life, they're still negotiating pieces of the contract. Now, what does that mean? 
They can't back out of it. They can't rewrite the whole thing, but they can still make additions to it and say, well, maybe I'm going to do this and maybe I'm going to have some of that. And wow, why don't we go for this? And so I'm making it very simple and very practical using human terms. Now, what also is agreed upon is that your physical body, your energy centers, your chakras will help you understand and carry out your soul contract. So what do I mean by that? You have the crown, the third eye, the throat, and the heart. The upper four chakras are very ethereal. They're kind of esoteric. They're not tangible. Now, that doesn't make them any less real or mean anything less. When you get to the solar plexus, the sacral, and the root, your body, your lower three energy centers carry every lesson contained in your soul contract. Mm. Let me say it again. Solar plexus, sacral, and root chakra carries the energy, the frequency, the knowing of every single lesson in your soul contract. Hmm. hmm. Now, I said the this same takes thing. extensive work. When we, hey, she was dropping bombs. That was different. She made it clear, in my opinion, Andy. Veronica Drake is the young lady that was speaking. You guys should check her out. That was very heavy, and I, I, I'm inclined to agree. I just really don't think there are no accidents. There are any accidents, uh, you know, in the universe. And so we're sitting here and we're talking, uh, right, about soul contracts and the people who come into our life and what they represent, what that particular contract is about. And I'm asking you guys, you know, what lesson did you learn? What relationship provided you with the harshest lesson or the most difficult lesson or the most beneficial or the most pleasing? I'm very interested to know. 1-800-9-2015-80. Andy? Might be a little bit off topic, but, you know, just listening to the show so far got me thinking like, so is there a such thing as love at first sight? Yes, I believe. Okay. Yes. But I think sight is obscured when you're unhealed. So it might be, I think that's love at first sight. <laughs> right. A lot of times our sight is obscured by what has not been healed. And whatever hasn't been healed creates a projection of its opposite. Meaning, I'm not healed and my issues are real, so I'm projecting the opposite of that. So when we go looking for a person, we're looking for the opposite of the lessons that we carry in the lower chakras, as she explained, 
All your experiences from your soul contract are contained in the lower chakras. So what's happening is if there's a lack of acknowledgement, acceptance, approval, love, if you weren't heard, whatever uh, your uh, maladaptive attachment style might be, right? We are now looking for the opposite. We're saying, if I wasn't acknowledged, some they got to acknowledge me. This goes back to what Dr. Deshauna Johnson was saying in regards to uh, the um, the four agreements. She was like, I don't agree with the book by Miguel, the four agreements, because the four agreements are really representing attachment wounds. I like gifts. Might not have got gifts when you were a kid. I like physical touch. Might not have been hugged by your mama enough when I was a kid. Do you see what I'm saying? So they say, well, my attachment style is gifts or hugs or shows of affection. Da, 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 da. You might not have gotten those things. So now you're starting to see that even in the soul tie movement, because God wants to learn some more. You say, wait a minute, how can God learn more? Well, if knowledge is infinite, if wisdom is infinite, right? <laughs> right? All knowing, right? You have to understand we language uses us. We don't use language. The great Alfred Korzybski said it this way. Where there is a definition, there will be a condition. So when we're trying to talk about the ineffable, the word ineffable means speechless. There are no words for it. So when we try to use words for the wordless, something that really cannot fit within human language, right? We tend to limit God. Oh, I'm, I'm a God with a little g. Well, okay, uppercase and lowercase manifest themselves in English, but not in the ancient Hebrew that that particular verse, Psalms 82.6, was written in. There are, do you get what I'm saying? So language, we, we tend to be played by language, right? So God is learning infinitely. Listen to that. Human beings don't learn infinitely. That's one of God's superpowers. Doesn't mean you don't have ac access, right? This is why the ancients talked about the Akashic records. The records that contain the experience of all existence. The Akashic records, right? Of course, those are our brothers from the Indus Valley talking about the Kush Indus Valley, talking about the Akashic records. But if you go a little bit to the West, you find yourself in ancient Iraq and Iran, you know, the place of Babylon, right? And, and over there, what did they call it? The Tablets of Destiny during the Sumerian times, right? Again, ancient knowledge is infinite. God's knowledge is infinite. What does that mean? 
the piece of you, your soul, that is attached to an identity, ego, as Freud spoke of, right? The ego, the id, the superego. That's personality. If we're looking at it from a scriptural standpoint, a person in Arabic is nafs, nafs, right? Where we get our word nafsika, spirit, the self, the person, personage. Spirit is the self. Now, the piece of you that is connected to the infinite, ineffable source of all that is in the Bible or in the Quran would be ruhu, the soul. In Hebrew, in your Bible, ruach, the soul. Right? So in the Quran, when Allah creates Adam, it said he created him out of hamun, black mud. And then blew the breath of life or a piece of himself into Adam. The piece that he blew into Adam is called Aruhu Allah, the soul of Allah, which is why in the book of Luke, when they're doing the genealogies, they say, dude, the son of dude. Bro, the son of bro, all the way back to Adam. When it says Adam, son of God, because he actually had a piece of God's soul in him. Now, of course, these are scriptures, right? I need y'all to understand. So God is in you. Still learning through you infinitely. Do you see? Now tie that to the soul contract piece. As a personality, excuse me, spirit, in Arabic, nefsika, nefesh in Hebrew, nefesh, right? A spirit, as a spirit, an ego, a personality, You're in another dimension saying, I need this experience. I need this experience. I need to understand that. I got to pick this up. I got to get involved with that. And how do you get the lessons that you put into your soul contract? So call your contract curriculum. Call your contract the syllabus. Ooh, ooh. The spiritual syllabus, because the relationship is the class. That's the actual class. Earth is the campus. The relationship is the class and the contract is the curriculum. Ooh, are y'all listening? See, because you not going to stop God's work. See. Infinite knowledge. Right? Infinite knowledge. Uh, somebody, uh, Arabia in here says, Ruhu is Arabic for breath of God, which is the soul of man. Not quite. You have to remember, modern Arabic mainly is Farsi. 
And if we go back before the nutka, the nutta, the, the vowels, right? You got to remember, Arabic and Hebrew are cousin languages. They are cousins. One came from Aram. Aram produced Aramic. Another came from Ashur. Ashur produced Ashuric. Right? Ashuric gives us the ancient Arabic version. Now, modern Arabic is called Fusha, which is classical Arabic. That's not conversational Arabic. That's the Arabic the books are written in. Fusha, classical. Right? But, <laughs> do you see? You go back to the ancients, the word Ruhu comes from the Hebrew. Ruach, Ruach. That's your Hebrew pronunciation of soul. The breath, when they're talking about Allah blowing the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam, thus making him an original new being, the words he says after that is kun fayakun, be and exist. And then he commanded all the angels to prostrate before Adam because he was a new being that had free will. The angels didn't have free will, but one amongst the angels rebelled. Who was that? It was that boy they called Lucifer. And when he rebelled, his name was changed. He was no longer the light bearer. He became Iblis, the rebellious. Okay, here we go. When I come forward, I'm sorry. I, I went on a tangent, but I'm just trying to show you how you're connected. I'm just trying to show. Here we go. When we come forward, I'm going back to the phone lines. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Soul contracts are agreements which you enter into before birth. This agreement is mainly because the two souls involved will be bonded somehow for a certain amount of time to scale through experiences in life together that will help them grow as individuals. Before this contract is created, your spirit guides permit you to decide which life lesson situations will enable your soul to evolve. Eventually, after getting all the experiences you need from a particular contract, it always comes to an end. Now, when this contract comes to an end, what happens? When a soul contract ends, our feelings are not so different from the emotions we experience when we lose dear people. But the only difference in soul contract is that the feeling can come in various forms. When a soul contract comes to an end, different types of emotions can go through. But this is primarily dependent on the situation of the individual at hand. For example, some people experience so much pain when their soul contract ends. This could be because they had so much bliss while their soul contract was on. On the other hand, some people experience so much joy and happiness when their soul contract ends. And this is because when the soul contract was on, they passed through so much pain and depression. 
Therefore, the most significant thing that could happen to them was for that contract to be terminated. The emotions that are felt in us can be the signature end to the soul contract. These emotions are also the last pieces you're expected to experience in that particular contract. Some people feel that the end of a soul contract means much life, but it's not like that. The end of a soul contract only signifies that that particular chapter of your life has ended. Therefore, another branch is open and another soul contract. Though there are times when the pains of a soul contract can last for such a long time that you begin to feel that you'll never be able to move away from such pain. But when this soul contract ends, it doesn't mean the end of the world because there are other things you're still required to do. These things are meant to help you ease the transition and get back to your emotional life easier and faster. And these things include taking enough time to evaluate everything you've learned from that soul contract. The understandings, teachings, and lessons you gain from that soul contract has helped mold you. Into Man, I didn't know it was that layered. It's an onion up in here. Let me get my brother J.W. J.W., what's your final thought on this, my friend? Yes, yes sir, bro. I'm a man. Now, first of all, I'm a recollect what the woman said. I thought about the word. She said choose. Well, I, I believe, uh, no, she said ask. I believe I actually choose or ask, but it's irrelevant because it's one and the same to me. The point is, I see myself in heaven before I came to earth, and it was a conscious or a higher conscious choice. That's my personal belief system. Now, yes, I believe we all have soul ties for the purpose of uh, learning our lesson. I call it process. And I call it school and session, life lessons. Uh, some people call it the chart board. Other people call it the trestle board. And I think you might be familiar with that term. Mm -hmm. But that's when you get your enlightenment and you learn. And, it, and it, you go to your different levels and phases and growth mm -hmm. and development and and you move from one level to a higher level, and it's just your nature. But then back when um, the other person was talking about the chakra and your spine and, and your primitive nature and, and all that, I believe it's 33 vertebrates in your in your spine. And she mentioned the soul effects and just how you get your feeling, et cetera. But um, at the top is that uh, reptilian brain. I, I heard a study on that by uh, some uh, professors, and that's where we get that primitive nature. But then that piano, a uh, piano gland, now is you, that gland between. No, no, you know, JW, I JW. I said, wrap it up, brother. You, you rolling, but you got to wrap it up. You cooking, but JW, you know how much you talked on the other end. And now, come on, yeah, Jay. Yeah, yeah, real, real quick. I try to get everything in two or three minutes, but yeah, because I'm teaching and learning. <laughs> but man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Each one, teach one, and I'm just serving my purpose on earth, bro. I love this you, brother. I get down. I love you, brother. Love you, you, back. you brought South Central in the building. Hey, when JW call in here, please understand one thing: he got something to say. And we got to make way for JW now. Call back tomorrow, brother. I'll let you do the rest of it. But Jesus. But Jesus, J.W., hey, I appreciate y'all, man. This is on fire tonight. Let's get our callers in here. Oh, no, hold, hold tight, hold tight. When I come forward, I'm going to Houston, Texas, and I'm going to Las Vegas, Nevada. We got callers. He's on fire, He's on tonight. fire tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with the Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580.
In today's enlightening video, we delve into the profound reasons why certain people occupy our thoughts persistently. Whether it's an old friend, a past love, or someone you've recently met, the reasons behind our inability to stop thinking about someone can be deeply rooted in our emotions, memories, and even our spiritual journey. This exploration is not just about curiosity. It's about uncovering the deeper aspects of our connections with others and what these persistent thoughts reveal about our inner selves. Join us as we unravel these mysteries, gaining insights into the human heart and mind. Reason 1. Soul Connection The concept of a soul connection delves into the profound, often inexplicable bonds we share with certain individuals. Dolores Cannon, a renowned past-life regression therapist, significantly contributed to this field through her work on soul groups and past-life connections. A soul connection is not just a mere coincidence or a product of circumstance, it is a deep spiritual bond rooted in the fabric of our existence, often stretching across multiple lifetimes. The idea of a soul family, or soul tribe, emerges from this understanding. It suggests that before our birth into the physical world, we are part of a group of souls with whom we share a profound and predestined spiritual connection. These connections are not random, they are an integral part of our spiritual journey and growth. Our interactions with our soul family are believed to be key in fulfilling our spiritual missions and aiding our mutual evolution. Central to Canon's theory is the concept of core soul frequencies. Every soul emits a unique energetic signature, a vibration that differentiates it from others. This frequency plays a crucial role in how we connect with others. When two people with matching or harmonically resonant core soul frequencies come into contact, there is often an instant recognition or a magnetic pull towards each other. This attraction transcends physical or logical explanation and is deeply spiritual. Cannon's work is replete with examples and case studies that illustrate this phenomenon. For instance... Ooh, they was getting deep! They was getting deep! What is a soul contract in a relationship? That's what we're talking about tonight. It's heavy stuff. We got callers from all over the country. Let's get them in here. Let's get them in here. Let's get them in here. Atala, Houston, Texas. Get in here. Uncle Zoe, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? You made it. You already know. You already know. Well, okay. Um, so... I pretty much, I agree with mostly what's been said um, tonight. I do sometimes question whether or not we chose these things prior to coming here because, you know, when it comes to the whole soul sleep thing, like, how would I know unless I guess do like a regression type thing? But anywho, my question is, how do you know when your soul contract with someone is over, especially if you have picked it up and put it down quite a few times? How would you know? Why did you put it down? Mm, I guess it would depend. I don't know. Why does the kid or say the adolescent ask the question over and over again? Because they they want to know. They have curiosity. Maybe, maybe the teacher gave an inadequate answer. 
Okay. <laughs> right? And so the kid mm-hmm. asks again because they want clarification. They want mm-hmm. you to expound. They want more information. Right? So why do you why do you pick up the soul tie and put it down? Mm-hmm. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. The lesson I mean, hasn't been taught. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't gotten it. This okay, look at it another way. Say, say let's look at it another way. Why why do we date the same kind of person over and over again? That's true, because we didn't learn the lesson Boom. from the last situation. Boom. This is true. Boom. That's how that you see? That's how that works. Right? You're gonna get another variation. It's a different person, but you're gonna get another variation of the lesson. And it's a different person with a different perspective for the same lesson. Oh, you didn't get that perspective through this person? Oh, well, let's try this perspective from this other person. But it's still the same lesson. Do you mm-hmm. see? <laughs> see? No, that makes perfect sense. It's, I, you know, I love clarification. So in regards to stepping stones, cornerstones, all of that, how do you think that ties into soul ties, soul contracts? You like referencing the relationship dismount. How to stick the yes, landing sir. when exiting a toxic relationship. <laughs> All of Los Angeles should go to Amazon.com and do your brother a solid. Purchase my 2015 book release, The Relationship Dismount. How to Stick the Landing When Exiting a Toxic Relationship by Zoe Williams. I'm reading somebody's stuff. Um, the question again? Oh, I'm saying, how do you think that the soul tie, soul contract, all of that connects to stepping stones, cornerstones type of deal? Okay, so again, I think soul ties are karmic, and karmics are lesson based. Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're they might even be drama based. They might be con- conflictual in nature. Uh, but then when you start progressing up. I think even twin flames fall under the karmics as well. But then when you progress up to, say, soulmate, right, and soul tribes. Now, again, everybody got different lessons and everybody is maturing at different times. But I believe the soulmate relationship is a more stable relationship because it's one where... The bond is strong enough to where it really can't be broken, right? And mm-hmm. you guys can continue to learn and evolve and grow. You guys can grow through situations. This is why I keep trying to explain to people, uh, whether you learn it here or somewhere else, you still got to learn the necessary tools to be able to persevere because difficulty, yeah. uh, challenges are go- only going to up-level. Right. More, more spiritual awareness, the more complex the issues you're going to face. See, somebody told you that uh, relationships are going to be easy. Relationships are going to be cool. Yes, you're going to have a lot of great moments, a lot of peaceful moments, a lot of loving moments, a lot of caring moments. But life is set up to push you. Listen, what I'm about to say. Life is set up to push you to your previous 
memory. What previous memory? The memory you had before this life. The whole place that we live in is a simulation. This whole place is a testing ground. The love you experience here isn't real love. It's saccharine. Mm. It's aspartame. Mm -hmm. you, you're learning about the principle of it. That's why if you sit and talk to folk, most people see love as transactional. They see mm -hmm. love as an investment. They see love as a salve for a wound that only they can heal. What did I say? They see love as a salve for a wound that only they can heal. Um, what do I mean by that? Oh, this person going to love me right. This person is going to mm -hmm. love me the way I deserve to be loved. No, 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 no. That starts with you. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Mm-hmm. I'm just look. I'm just listening. I, I'm loving the loving the flow. Um, okay, I'm sorry. It's reminding me we were having a conversation in the chat about you know when you said spiritual lenses, and I remember we were talking about spiritual glasses, and I'm like, it's like walking around with dirty glasses and then getting mad at your partner and telling them they're the reason that you can't see. And no, so I got you. I got you. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, it's, let me just say this. I love you for these topics. I don't know. You're the topic genie. Atala yeah. out of Houston, Texas. Guess what you just did? I brought Houston in the building. Yes, sir. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, I'm going to Las Vegas to talk to Chalk, baby. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. you want some more more it's the voice of reason with zoe williams on kbla talk 1580 ladies and gentlemen the vor back in the building we are fine tonight i love these topics man it's good stuff let me get these final callers on board uh we've got chalk baby from las vegas nevada Get in here. Talk to me. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Um, I'm shocked. Um, I've never done this before, but I am very shocked that I accidentally found your podcast. And I don't think it was an accident. Mm. I was just asking you about soul ties, but you kind of explained it to the young lady before me. Mm -hmm. But even more, I am so shook right now why because because um i am christian and i've been christian my entire life and in Blessings. one second mm -hmm. literally one second a blink of an eye every single thing i've ever known about christianity and religion has changed in my life why i am um, i think because <laughs> i think i'm by because what I, you know how you say something, you said this before. Oh, let me see how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. I did that recently and set a sequence of numbers. Um, just, just trying to see if there's something more to life in life. And my eyes are so awake that it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like it's 
I'm vibrating so high that it's in my cells and my DNA. If any of this makes sense to anyone, Mm -hmm. can explain this to me. And you even said earlier a word that I said and never even knew what it meant or what I was saying. You said Orohu, Orohu, something like that. Orohu. If you knew how many times I've said that word, and spoke in a language that I didn't understand, You, it would blow your mind. Wow. Because I didn't understand it. Wow. But I'm vibrating someplace so high that it's, I'm not, I can't even go backwards. Like, I can't move back, go back to the way that I thought. Wow. It's not humanly possible for <laughs> wow. me now. Wow. That's beautiful. Like, I'm so, I'm awake. It feels like, if I try to go back, it feels like I'm vibrating low and going to sleep. Mm. Mm. Does that does any of this make sense to you? Yes, it does. And, I, and I'm vibing with oh, you. God, you. I'm vibing with you. I'm so lost. Well, listen, <laughs> let me just say this. I so appreciate you for calling. And you know what? You're welcome. You're more than welcome to call in anytime. You got me? Yes. All right, love. Yes, yes. We on fire tonight. Let's keep it rolling. Rabia from Atlanta. Mississippi and yeah. Houston. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? <laughs> First of all, truth and blessings, my soul brother. Thank I, you. you know that we're also Gemini's, and ever since like 2015, mm-hmm. just being you. I'm BB Houston on the other channel, but um, mm-hmm. I appreciate what you do. Not only are you a teacher of the masses, but you give back in such a beautiful way. So when I say love, I mean it the original way. Thank and you. since I'm not capable of complete agape, mm-hmm. whatever is closest to that, and I'm sure you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have the name that humans get to when they recognize. Wait. Not only are you only a body, mm-hmm. having a soul's experience, mm-hmm. but you are then the soul that contains the body, mm. which is why when we vibrate on the level, and let me pause you over here. But when we vibrate on the level that the sister just mentioned, peace and blessings is the top, baby. Mm. Uh, mm. That, was, mm-hmm. that was so vibratory, I felt it way down here in Greenville, Mississippi. Baby. Mm. Now, to discuss the matter, and also... Congratulations again on the book. You know I bought it the first week you put it out. Oh, thank <laughs> both you. of them. Thank you. And I love what you are teaching these brothers and sisters about how to love oneself. Mm. Which, as you referenced earlier, is so the point of life that it, it turns in on itself. Because to be selfless, you have to be selfish. Mm, in order so you know what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't vibrate with each other unless we acknowledge who we are when we're around one another. Mm -hmm. I was recently offered a position here in Greenville um, while I'm here taking care of my father, who is a gift and a blessing to the world in his own intellectual capacity, Mm -hmm. while he taught me in reverse a little bit about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. But because he's so intelligent, he thinks his way through dealing with people. And he teaches me all the time what to do, but also what not to do. Mm-hmm. You need emotional intelligence. And in order to have that, you have to be able to be in touch 
with who you are, who you're becoming every day with every decision, every breath, every look that Allah is giving you to inhale and then exhale. And if you sneeze and your heart stop, oops, <laughs> it could be your last. So be careful right. with this life. Mm-hmm. Love yourself enough to say something of a thank you to the breath you are inhaling daily. Mm. If you do that, and every 15 seconds that you think that thought, you keep saying thank you for that, thank you for that, thank you for that. Basically, Hail Mary or Vicar if you're Muslim. Mm. Something gratuitous about being here, Mm. being beautiful, being happy, being healthy, being wise. It will put you in touch with yourself in a way that only those who are truly in love with themselves know. It turns you on and you become a light. Mm-hmm. Like our sister that just uh, basically took her shahada on, <laughs> <laughs> on live air. Congratulations, sis. You have been turned on. I'm so excited you have reached the next level. Her shahada. I hope you felt like that feeling. I, I love it. <laughs> that, that feeling almost is like, well, you know, it's just an acknowledgement. Yes. Um, I, and she said it in front of a million people. So <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> she got witnesses. But yeah. the point is, if you become in love with yourself and the gift that you are to the universe that you came into, because mm-hmm. this is just a tiny little old universe in a, a Google of other universes. Oh. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, if you find that light in you, you are like that, you know, the little lamp in the cage or in a, with a mirror in the corner right. up under the alcohol right. in a deep part of it, right? Push back like the back of the can but that last thing you eat. Right. But If you recognize that you are the fruit mm-hmm. in this life, you will then feed others selflessly. Wow. Because you have been selfish enough to witness yourself. We love you. Inside we love you. Out. Thank you so this much. Please call Apple. us back. You are a part of the family now. Whenever. We appreciate it. <laughs> hey, listen, we're at the end of the show now. But listen, my girl, your girl, my friend, your friend, you already know what it is. RSVP with Jill Monroe. Jill Monroe is in the building. The fire's going to keep lit. I'll holler at you tomorrow with another one.